Hello, church leaders and friends. Welcome to another episode of the Effective Church Leaders Podcast. And today, we want to answer the question, what should churches be about? What should be their chief concern? We are your hosts, Carrie and Becky Holton. Yes, welcome listeners. And in our last two episodes, we talked about church closures. They seem to be increasing, don't they, hon? Yeah. And we offered a few suggestions on what church leaders and churches could do to stem the tide, to do more than keep their doors open, but also sustain health and growth. Yes. And one of our suggestions was to revisit the mission of the church. You'll remember that, won't mm-hmm. you? Yes. Well, we were trying to encourage church leaders to revisit the scriptures that talk about the church's mission. Right. Why the church exists. Mm -hmm. And that naturally takes us to Matthew 28 and Luke 19 and other New Testament passages. Jesus said our mission was to go and make disciples. And if we are following our Lord's example, we should be about seeking and saving the lost. That's right. Well, we began this episode by saying that we wanted to answer the question, what should churches be about? And I guess we've already given the answer, haven't we, hon? In our opinion, it is to make disciples. The church should be in the disciple-making business. Well, now you've gone and done it, Shania Twain. You've, <laughs> you've given our listeners a reason to leave this podcast by telling them the answer to the question at the very beginning. Good well, job, Shania. I suppose so. <laughs> I've never been compared to Shania. Your hair's too short. I do like some of her songs, though, I'll tell you. Anyway. Moving on. We hope, we hope, don't we, that our listeners will hang on and hang with us for another 20 minutes or so. And the fact is, you know, we omitted the rest of the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to go and make disciples of all nations, then baptize them, then teach them to obey all that he had taught them. So couldn't we say that here is what churches should be about, making and growing disciples, Making and growing followers of Jesus. Good. I, I like that. And, of course, it's straight out of Scripture. And and let's just say, not to be Debbie Downer, that we are failing to accomplish this mission. Many churches are failing to make and grow disciples. Most churches are just failing to make and grow disciples. I think you're probably right. Most churches are probably failing at this task. Mm-hmm. If the name of the game is reaching the unchurched, reaching them and then training them to reach others most churches are failing would you say i would but now you've gone and added another layer i mean we need to be about making disciples who make disciples right well it seems to me if we don't do that churches are not going to make it they're not going to thrive and maybe this is one of the chief reasons churches are dying and many are closing their doors they just haven't made disciples who are making disciples I think you're right, and I think we should just look at it this way. Let's think about a company or a business. Let's say that they have, oh, 10 salespeople on their staff whose job is to sell what that company produces. What if those 10 salespeople didn't make any sales? Well, Well, it'd be, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. Sure. I mean, it wouldn't be long before that company or that business would go out of business. Mm Mm-hmm. And likely, those 10 salespeople, as you said, would lose their jobs. Now, think of a church of, let's say, 500 people. Now, that church supposedly has a sales force of 500 people. 
But if they can't multiply themselves, if those 500 people can't lead others to accept the salvation Jesus offers, well, that church will likely die. Right. The church's task is to make disciples who make disciples. You know, I'm thinking that most churches don't measure this either. They tend to measure things like attendance or baptisms, definitely contribution, to name a few of some of the common metrics I think that churches use. But, and, and I'm not speaking against those metrics. Right. Well, these three metrics do provide a quick snapshot of congregational mm-hmm. health, I believe, especially when you compare those statistics with the previous year or the previous quarter. Yes, but one of the metrics church leaders really need to be tracking is how many disciples are making disciples. Well, okay, let me push back on that a little bit, and let's see how you respond to it. Okay. Some people might say, I don't want to become overly focused on numbers. People are what's really important. Well, I agree. I don't think that's priority, but hear this. People are so important that they should be counted and identified and cared for and sought after and taught, don't you think? Okay, okay. I mean, counting people is important, at least God thought it was. How many people were baptized after Peter preached the gospel in Acts 2? And how many people did Jesus miraculously feed near Bethsaida? And how much money did the leaders of Israel offer to God to build the temple in First Chronicles 29? I mean, someone was doing some serious counting. Okay. And that's just a few references. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a count, it is a quick measure of health or decline. So based on the three metrics you mentioned above, attendance, baptism, and contribution, we could ask church leaders, what is the condition of your congregation? Don't know? Well, maybe you need to get counting. Mm-hmm. I think we should mention just here that a church numbers could be increasing But the church could still be unhealthy. And I know that's something we don't say out loud very often. But a church can have a good number of baptisms, a substantial amount of money, and maybe even some explosive numerical growth. Yet the culture of the church could still be unhealthy. It could be failing in the mission to which Jesus has called us. Yeah. And I think what you are saying, well, another way of saying it, And it's what we want to say in this episode. What we're trying to say is that churches should be measuring what really matters. And in light of the fact that making disciples is the primary mission of the church, I think we ought to be measuring the number of people who are following Jesus and the number of disciples who are making disciples. Yes. Perhaps the greatest metric of disciple-making is found in in the number of disciples who are making disciples, who are the number of followers of Jesus who are reaching out and trying to teach their friends and neighbors. But how do you do that? How might church leaders measure this? I think that's a tough one. Yeah. Well, I believe that to measure If the congregation is making disciples, church leaders need to ask a few questions like, how many people in the congregation are teaching and baptizing their friends, family members, or co-workers? And beyond the number of baptisms, how many in your congregation are leading people to follow Jesus? Mm -hmm. I, I can see that this would not be an easy metric to measure, 
because it's more qualitative than quantitative. You know, it takes time and a lot of investment, a lot of quality time to invest in people. And it's not something you just can tally on a board all the time. But surely church leaders could determine whether their congregation is living out the commission Jesus gave to go and make disciples. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. So let's sum this up. The metric that should matter the most is this, is the church making disciples who make disciples. Yeah. And when you think about it, that metric probably is seldom used. Right. That's my guess. And to measure that metric, I think church leaders could ask these questions. Number one, how many people are surrendering their lives to follow Jesus? And number two, how many people in the congregation are involved in a ministry of the church or ministry to the community? Because that is sort of a, a, a prelude to reaching people for Christ. Here's a third question. Who are the people who are leading others to follow Jesus? Identify them. And number four, who in the church are seeing the one they led to faith in Jesus now leading others to follow Jesus? Mm-hmm. Those are really good questions. And, Thank you very and much. You're welcome. And with that last question, you're talking about what I would call the cycle of discipleship, making disciples that make disciples. And, oh, my goodness, that's so important. Very important, for sure. Church health can be measured to some extent by keeping an eye on those three vital signs that you mentioned, attendance, baptism, and contribution. But, but those numbers may not be, well, may not be. I don't think they are as important as knowing if your congregation is making disciples who then make disciples. Mm -hmm. This is what the church ought to be about. It's what Jesus said, making and growing disciples. And I think that's a good reminder for every church leader who wants to be about the real business of the Lord. And how would you say that is done, making disciples? Well, you've asked another very important question, which, guess what, we're not going to answer that today. (laughs) That's Uh, a big one. Yeah, I think that's for another episode, but but we will say this much. I mean, reaching people won't happen by our own cleverness or by our own power and strength. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, it will happen because, well, what did Jesus say in John 15? Mm -hmm. If you abide in me, you will bear fruit. It will happen because we abide in the vine, We bear fruit when we abide in the vine. But again, uh, this is a great question, but uh, for another day, discussion for another day. Okay, then. Well, thank you for joining us today, church and ministry leaders. And may God bless you as you seek and save the lost, as you go and make disciples. God bless you as you lead your congregation to become a disciple-making church. Shania and I are signing out. You're terrible.